1: Oh,
0: hello my fine friends. It's me, Richard Herring. Uh, welcome to another Rahalastapa. I'm currently uh, on location in Wales where I'm filming in this beautiful castle, Magram Castle. Uh, near Port Talbot, I think I am. I'm not sure. There are deer out here. I can't see any at the moment. There's a train over there. But welcome to another episode of Um This week with the amazing Nina Conti. Uh, a lot of discussion about ventriloquism and who is the best ventriloquist out of me and her. And I don't think we'll have left any doubt who it is after this. Uh, why not consider becoming a monthly badger? Go com slash badges to get loads of extras and to help us make more content. Check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash uh where I'll be back with loads more stuff, including my stupid ventriloquist show, if this whets your appetite uh, on Thursday nights. OK, my fan friends, sit back, relax and enjoy Rahala step with the magnificent and absolute genius Nina Conti. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who is sitting in a chair. Oh, it's really lost all impetus. It's already lockdown three and I'm already, that's it, that's as good as it gets. It's Richard Herring. Hello, welcome to Richard Herring's Let's Sing the Proclaimers podcast. Uh, I'm going to do a bit about the proclaimers in a second, and that's why it's so cheap, because the P shouldn't, should always stand for podcast. Um, but I was hanging out with Treyguard from Nightmare. There he is. He's right behind me. Can you see him? Look. Uh, and uh, he lured me into his dungeon. Uh, he said he wanted me to try out his helmet of justice. Uh, wasn't didn't turn out how I expected. Anyway, he calls it Rahalastapas, so that's uh, that's what that's about. And so he's in the background. Anyway. Um, yes, look, lockdown three has arrived and uh, quite depressing. I'm assuming the people listening to the podcast are still in lockdown. Even the people listening six or seven months time from this. Hello, welcome to whatever lockdown you're in now. Um, homeschooling is back. This is a disaster. Uh, and uh, it's nice, though. It's nice to be around the kids. The kids have been, um, have got into the proclaimers. I don't know what, how they did this. Uh, my wife's been playing I'm Going To Be that 500 Miles, and they march around the kitchen. So I've listened to this song a lot. Uh, and although the Proclaimers are rubbish at doing the proper Scotch accent that I can do, or that it's almost offensive, their attempt at the Scotch accent, I, I think it's genuinely a brilliant love song. It's a brilliant pop song. It's just a brilliant song. It's properly romantic. It's passionate and mainly realistic, and that's what I like about it. The pro- Proclaimers will go out and work and give almost every penny to their partner Slash partners I'm not sure if they share a partner which is more honest than saying every penny. You also get the feeling the proclaimers like each other more than they'd like anyone else, but it's still a fabulous song and sentiment um but i, I just as every time I listen to it, I just wonder if their partner slash partners have ever called them out on it. Go go on the proclaimers, let's see you do it. then walk five hundred miles and then five hundred more. I don't mind if you use the second five hundred to come back here from wherever the first 500 took you, or you could just walk a 1,000 miles and get a bus back. I'm not bothered. But you said you'd do it, and I think you should. Hey, but listen, you were just a figure of speech, mug. Mo- <laughs> Stop talking in that ridiculous accent, guy, guys. It's a bit offensive. You've done all the other stuff you'd said you'd do, except maybe not the havering. I mean, you might have done that. I don't know what it is. But you haven't done the walk in 1,000 miles to prove how much you love me, and I've decided I'd just like to check. So off you pop. I mean, they'd have to do it, right? They'd say they, they said they would. Uh, I've checked the internet to see if the proclaimers have ever walked 500 miles and then 500 more, which I think they should at least have done for charity. Uh, but uh, there's lots of people asking if it's possible to walk 500 miles from Leith. But of course it's fucking possible because no one, the proclaimers don't say, I will walk 500 miles in a straight line and then 500 more miles. They could just go around the block as long as they've got a pedometer. Are you saying Captain Tom didn't walk all the way, he said, because he just went around his garden? You monsters. Um, it's a brilliant song, nonetheless. Uh, and the kids larking around during it. It's one of my great memories this is my first great memory of lockdown three. That's the beauty of it. So that's that's nice. Um, we'll carry on doing all this. The Twitch channel is carrying on as usual. I'm playing snooker on Mondays and uh, Twitch of fun on Thursdays, which I'm trying. You know, now we've got lockdown, I'll try and make that ever more sophisticated. Um, other stuff may turn up. If you listen to the podcast, you can watch The Realist of Us live, usually on Wednesdays, and I might be doing a gig at the Clapham Grand in uh, February. No one's allowed to come, but you can watch it online. <laughs> anyway, um, let's welcome my guest. Uh, she is probably best known uh, from Channel 4's The Feeling Nuts Comedy Night. That's what she's... She's also been heralded as the UK's second best ventriloquist <laughs> oh god i mean i've just been watching it today and uh you know i've been making that joke a lot and i feel ashamed of myself because she is amazing will you please welcome the amazing nina conti ladies and gentlemen she's there look that's hi her. hello how are you doing
1: yeah good good second best so who's first is that I'm the, f- I'm the best oh, you're the I'm best the- it's me yeah, but you, yeah, you're obviously the best.
0: A, I'm making a joke, and then having checked and that you, to see how good you are, I realise the thing you do that I can't yet do all the time, though sometimes I forget about it, is not pull the face of the thing that the puppet is saying, and that's yeah. that's the main. That's the main. That's the main difference. I yeah,
1: think. that takes a while, doesn't it? But maybe <laughs> your maybe your puppet is more impassioned than mine because that's when it's hardest to disguise the emotion behind it.
0: I did one. Um, I did a Christmas one where I did songs and I kind of did a few takes of them because it wasn't live. Uh, and there's one of the characters that has it's a it's a it's a donkey. It's actually the first. This is the first. This is when I started doing ventriloquism. This is my first ever uh, ventriloquist dummy it's a donkey finger wow. puppet uh, his ears have come off but it, goes, mean... ear, ear, it looks like ear, ear, ear. why can't i die why can't i die so he's shouting and then i had to read i had to sing this song three times and my voice had completely gone and my whole face is just like i'm in so much agony as i'm singing <laughs> i used the first take in the end even though it was bad because i couldn't bear to uh do that but yes it's it's uh it's been interesting coming to venture and i've thought about you all the way through of course because you know i don't want to I don't want to step on your toes, Nina. I don't. Want yeah, to... get off my yeah, patch. I, you must be. You must be really
1: quaking in your boots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> down, Richard. <laughs> got a rolled-up newspaper, and I'm hitting you down. I'm. I'm self-training.
0: I'm not. Uh, my see, my granddad. When I got into venture I'll show you my ventriloquist dummy I mean, now. I was doing ventriloquism probably before you were born. Uh, not quite. Uh, in 1980. Um, Six or eighty seven, I had this out. So, my granddad gave me th- this. Is uh, there's two of them. Jesus Christ, that's uh, that's Ali. He's got a joke, that's his joke. His hair goes up like that. Look at that's a 128 year old joke. He's made in 1892.
1: That's amazing,
0: yeah. And uh, so I've been and, he's, and there's, a, there's a lady one called Sally. There she is. I don't use her as much, but she's uh, her teeth will fall down. Out, so, wow. just...
1: have they got human teeth in them? Because some. They oh they don't know they have
0: this I think I've brought see she has teeth but some of them have broken off and I think I've broken those and so I'm quite upset about that uh, uh his mouth what were you I, trying I, to do <laughs> well there's a long history with this one which we won't we've been into a few times on this podcast which we won't go into with you because right. this is a fam, family podcast um oh. so yeah so I was it's uh puppets of always puppets weren't a big part of your childhood right they weren't from listening well, to other interviews, or were
1: they? The, no, not at all actually. And ventriloquism was something I was like, very, like, you know, like f- from a distance, depressed by. <laughs> but I then uh, I didn't really know it. I didn't really know the good stuff. I sort of knew the kind of kids ITV stuff in the eighties, which wasn't like it wasn't a turn on. No. But then I, um, but then this really weird thing happened. This little super eight video just surfaced from my uncle's collection and it was taken when I was seven or something little and I come bounding out the house there's no music or there's no music there's no talking I mean there's no sound I come bounding out the house and I've got a monkey on my hand and it is the same proportional size as my monkey is to me now and I got I mean I got a real shudder when I saw that, I was just like, no, what's that? That's somebody fake that. That's so weird because I don't remember that puppet. Right. And there he is in my past. So wow. freaky. Wow.
0: So he's been there all along. Yeah. And so... you've repressed the memory for some reason. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of memories I should repress about my ventricular stomach, but I remember them all. Some terrible things have happened to me with those dummies. Well, when uh, but, I remember so,
1: meeting Monkey first, if you could yeah. call it that, when I I had stolen him off a, a friend of mine, and then I used to make him hump things is what I did. This is before I was a ventriloquist. I just thought, this this thing's funny when it humps, look. And then when I learned ventriloquism, I thought, oh, that humping monkey. I, he might be a good dummy. So I went and got him. And when I did his voice for the first time, it was a moment like, you know, it was a moment like the film *Magical*. So it was a bit like you know me, like this. Yeah. You're already there, and you know. It. So I did have a moment. So like did that. you have the
0: voice straight? The, the same voice, more or less, straight away, or is it, it? Was it? Straight I don't the...
1: remember trying many voices. Right. I, I got to say, he spoke with it. Uh, that me, well, you know, you see a face and you think, how would it talk? And I thought it should have a sort of low, important sure. voice as low as I can go it's
0: i well i've i've always been fascinated by i mean i've always been fascinated by puppets the more i real look at it I, all the shows i loved as kids were the puppet shows this twitch show i'm doing a sort of a sort of homage like taking down slash, i don't know what copy of all the kind of things that i uh, i saw as a kid really but just done sort of by a madman in an attic in a sort of postmodern you know going mad sort of way yeah, um, but I've but I've you know I've always, from that very first donkey. That's the first laugh I remember getting is doing doing a show with that donkey and a little horse behind the sofa, and my nan and then my mum really laughing. So that literally is the first thing that. So I, I've always had this somewhere around. Did you always
1: sort of, say I can't die? Or what was no, it no, because I
0: because I pulled off his ear. So obviously at some point I pulled off his ear. So when I found him, it, you know, he was in a tin, and I kept him, and I just thought you know he must resent me so much for and and then I, I over the. I, I kind of looked it up on eBay and I bought uh, the proper ones. Oh, I can't wait! Where is he? Oh, there he is. And so here's somebody who's looked up. Well, then this one, this they're 50 years old. These puppets, they haven't even wow. that's not been out the that's not been out the box. No one's ever played with it. Right. And that's that's what he should look like. So I've pulled off his ears.
1: Well, I mean you know, neither of is... them look anything like a donkey. Stick, do they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, his ears have gone a bit white. But you know that's so they've got a they've got a a dichotomy between them in that he's loved and played with and destroyed and he's been in a box for 50 years and not and you know who is who should be saddest out of those two but the it's, it's him um is um. the answer but uh <laughs> it's it's sort i find it interesting having because i keep on getting sent puppies or finding puppets or finding uh i do a i have a, a marmite lid that i that has a face on it that i do you know i'll just bring you up to speed that's my marmite lid there was some that he's a character.
1: He tries to do stand up comedy. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. I'm looking at that. <laughs> I think with my headphones. Oh, yes. You know, with a little. We oh got that's almost one. Yeah. That's I mean, good. they're very they're very available to you once you start looking. But what <laughs> because... you do, but. The, the... <laughs>
0: This is what you do, though, in your, I mean, your current act or your latest act. You can't do it currently, I'm sure, on stage. Um, although there are masks involved. I think the masks are probably the most dangerous masks for spreading COVID. But you basically turn an audience member into a, a or audience members into into your dummies. And and then I'm guessing you just look at them and you're creating the character on the hoof. Or do you have yeah. sort of stock characters you go with? Because it se- they seem to be... Straight out of the box, you get who that you see. You see them and you work out who they're going to be. Yeah, so it's it, only exciting
1: ra- if you do that, really. I, I think yeah. it, it, you try and say what you think they're thinking, even if it's, this is just awful. When when can I sit down? Whatever it is. It's, yeah, yeah. I used to go against type and think, well, that would be funny if someone meek says, I'm going to dance and let me go crazy. But then I, I started find it funnier when I didn't. Go against type, and I just try and get in an alignment and see where they lead me and then it's it's much more fun I've been me. watching
0: quite a bit of it today, and it's just it's just it's, it's it's amazing it's very entertaining it's wonderful how um people join in or even if they don't join in it's still wonderful, but if they join in a little bit or it's sometimes they're joining in a lot and it's it's a really lovely bit of audience participation i think in that it's not humiliating. Uh, but people can join in. But I just love the way the voices come and you've got the voice and you've got the character straight away based on looking at it. But I think that's one of the characters I've got is this, uh, is literally this. Um... Now this is a puppet we made for something else and we never really used. And then it got Chris Evans, not that one, the one we've been talking to before and sent it to me in the post. It's Med- it's King Midas, right? I had a character called King Midas that we wanted to re- bring back then we never did. And then he arrived in a box and I was with my kids when I got him out of the box. And I just got him out of the box and he went, Ha ha, I'm the king of the world. And that was just the character. The kids really loved it.
1: Right, yeah. He
0: just kept on saying I'm the king of the world. Yeah. Sometimes like That's voice. all you need
1: is one line.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah. it was but it was like he was there and he came out and he was speaking and it wasn't a con- it didn't feel like a conscious decision by me to make him that.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? I was listening to uh Stephen King talking about writing on his on writing book and he's saying like in fiction the worst thing you can do is lie don't lie when you're writing and it's the same with a puppet you think you you could lie and make it say but you know when you are you know when it doesn't like what you're (laughs) making it say or or when you say the thing that suits it it feels like you're lying when you're i don't know if i make monkey say something or someone else has written it i'm like he's not no you can't say this weird i mean it's it's now, look,
0: I've I always had this theory and you, I hope, I mean, we don't know what you're like in your personal life, but I'm assuming you are the exception that proves the rule. And I'm hoping that I'm also the exception that proves the rules. But it seems to me most ventriloquists are either pretty crazy or are sort of slightly dangerous offenders of some kind. Mm. Uh, and do you think they were like that first, or do you think that the being a ventriloquist sent them mad and slightly bad?
1: I think there's a therapeutic thing about it, actually. So maybe they were worse before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think it it's well. I mean, I've been to the ventriloquist convention and met hundreds of them, and they're very yeah. like actually kind of sweet people, very accepting. Yeah. Um, and uh, and also quite happy to be in the shadow, and they'll meet in corridors and let their ostriches talk to each other and stuff. It's sort of sweet. They're like dog owners. Uh, <laughs> but know. is it? Do you think it's, is it a step back to? I mean, that's what I.
0: It, there's loads and loads of interesting things, and I think it's sort of the essence of comedy. It's about is it stepping back to play as a kid? I watch my three year old, and he has his dolls, and he'll go.
1: They're
0: having a little conversation. Are we stepping back to that? Are we finding something sort yeah. of pure and childlike in that? I was very quiet
1: it... at school. I think when yeah. I first got to school, I did stand in the playground and wait for break time to end. I mean, I was not trying to get any sympathy here. I was just, I was unsocialized. I've not played with other kids and didn't know what they were. And I remember just standing thinking, I don't, I, got to just get through this day and hopefully you know took me ages to talk to anyone so i feel like what i've done in my show is create a playground where i'm completely in charge <laughs> <laughs> and no one else gets to talk only me it's it's a sick vendetta um i don't know i mean it definitely helps express it's, uh, it's that's the obvious thing it helps you express yourself if you if you're a little bit um I don't know. Inhibited, it really releases. But as you get older, you care less. So I'm kind of less in need of it in my 40s than I was in my 20s. Right. In my 20s, it was like, oh, finally, you know, a pen I can write with. Finally, a thing, I, you know, I can.
0: But it's sort of like what, you know, comedy, I feel, is as a stand-up, I think you've still got that. You've got a voice in your head that is either, you know, sometimes it's criticising you, sometimes you bring it out and and let it speak. Uh, and sometimes it's just going say go you know, say this say this say this yeah and it doesn't feel like you right and so yeah. I think yeah maybe if you're if you were shy of being a stand up or you didn't fancy being a stand up the idea of having another being either a character you can play a character and let that character say things yeah. that you wouldn't say or you've got this little thing that sort of but but I just find it interesting the way once you get into a conversation with. With a puppet, a mannequin, a dummy, whatever you want to call them, um, that it can surprise you that it says things you're not expecting. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get to the point where I've forgotten a, 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 a person or something, both ways around, actually. Uh, but he he will know what he'll give me the answer to what I'm talking about, which I guess happens when you're trying to think of some when you're trying to think of a fact or something like that, and you can't think of it. Sometimes not by not thinking about it, you've, you
1: find you, Yeah, you it's find very it. similar. So, yeah. so
0: it's sort of like your subconscious. But, you know, it's you're having a conversation with, I mean, it's great in a lot because I've been in double acts and, you know, it's annoying having to be with someone else, really. It's great to be able to do it. When I started doing it, I thought I'll review the news. I'll be, I do not like the one review the podcast. I used to review the news with someone else. And I thought, but will that work? Because you know, he would ask me about the news, and I would have a different opinion. To him. <laughs> and then, but then you sort of, but it, somehow it does sort of work with the with the with the dummies. Because well, I think because we
1: can have two opinions, all of us anyway. Or yeah, but it's
0: it's like that. But does it? Does monkey or or any of them? Do they surprise you with what they're saying, or do you? Yeah, are you are you always in control?
1: <laughs> I am in control, so it's not a total shock. But sometimes it's a no. bit of a revelation, or you think, "Well, why couldn't I think of that until I yeah. put my hand in to fluff?" And now, now I've thought of it, and I think that's downright weird. I mean, and I think it's to do with letting yourself off the hook. Definitely, you're not pressing your brain's in the way of yourself all the time if you're pressing too hard. Yeah. And so you sort of turn it off a bit and come at it from a different angle. And when I'm writing, I've been writing my autobiography for so long now. God, um, longer than the life I'm writing about. <laughs> but I, I sometimes get quite stuck and think, oh, God, I'm just whining and... Uh, so I have occasionally put monkey on, and then he'll just say the thing, and I go, "Thank you," <laughs> put him down and carry on. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> really helps. That is good, and, and, and I think what's astonishing about your your latest show, stand-up, I mean, your latest shows, is that they're pr- completely improvised. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, Which, you know, to to, and I can understand a lot of people say, "Oh, I'll be too scared to do stand-up," and but like at least stand-ups have the kind of safety net usually of. Like they know the material. I know you. there must be stuff you, you can do every night, but but you are genuinely, the stuff I've seen, it's, it seems genuinely improvised for the moment. Yeah. And it, that's surely a much more terrifying prospect.
1: It's terrifying with, before you go out because you yeah. can't see what you'll be working with. But once you're there, you, there's so much data thrown at you already. Like the person you meet who's there has a whole way about them that when they start talking, you've, Got things to say is only thinking about it before you see see that stuff. That's terrifying. It's all thought before.
0: The, sure, I've, I've you know I've been improvising all, all the stuff I'm doing online. I'm sort of you know I will think about it a bit in the day, but I'm basically it, it turns into an improvised an improvised hour, sometimes ninety minutes. of, yeah. of comedy, and Gosh. I'm finding it very liberating. But it but it is giving yourself the permission to totally fail. You know, he's saying, "Look, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if this doesn't. This is. This is. I'm not. No one's uh, paying me directly to do it, so it's not quite the same as doing a theatre show. If it's a disaster, it'll still be funny. Uh, if things go wrong, it'll still be funny. But you know, it's. It's. You give yourself that permission, and then actually, something will come out of it. And I guess because. Uh, I guess the, the the thing you do, and I think, I suppose that it's slightly inevitable to do, is if it's dying, <laughs> the, the puppet can have a can can yeah. mock you for the fact that it's not going very well because they can they can almost they they can be the heckler as well. So you can sort of preempt any heckles by. Well, they
1: can tell you that they love you and you're doing your best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they do that to me sometimes. yeah. <laughs> they do do that. You're doing very well. Given, you're given trying. What you're you're to trying. Do.
1: You know, you did try. <laughs> I hate that feeling, and it's thankfully not too often. But that feeling of having to lift a show that's lo- that's low, oh, it's the worst. And I do. I end up making the other people on stage reassure me. I'm like, no, 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 shut up, sharp. Shut up. No, no, you're doing all right. Shut up. We can't have this conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you are astonishingly good at now. I. Did you choose to be a sort of smiley character, a laughing character yourself, in because that helps with the ventriloquism, or is that just are you genuinely enjoying it as much as you appear to be enjoying, or is that is that just does that help you do the ventriloquism?
1: I am in a I'm in a panic of laughter throughout my shows because I kind of can't believe what's happening, I can't believe what they're saying, and it's an annoying sort of social affectation that I laugh and. That's the one thing that when I watch back my shows, I can't fucking stand it. Looking oh, at myself beautiful. laughing, I'm like, no, no, God, die, shut up. give me you stop laughing. And I go like, like, like a rock like this. <laughs> I think I slap my legs and I I'm like, what the f- what's wrong with you? Stand still. It's horrendous to look back on. But then when I think I, my very, very first foray into ventriloquism, I had a puppet a bit like yours. And I was I was kind of carnal um, in my 20s. <laughs> and it's lascivious. Like if my mouth's open, my tongue's kind of visible. I'm like, this is disgusting. And then there was some, <laughs> the monkey's character um, relieved me of that.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and is that more him. So, I mean, he's not that carnal, but I don't know. It it relieved me of the side I was glad to be shot off. And I, I was kind of, yeah, I felt like. But I felt it's better if I'm just sort of pure and giggly. Better, yeah. I think it. I think it's utterly <laughs>
0: charming. I think it's wonderful. I just wondered whether it was. I wondered if it even just helped because obviously your mouth is a bit more. My mouth's quite closed when I when I'm doing my stuff usually. So your mouth's quite sort of open. Yeah. Because you're because it's it, to. it, it toothy so you, I just wondered if that technically I'm just trying to get some technical
1: technical things uh, I play with my hair a lot yeah. you know I'll get like itches that are kind <laughs> of in the way of my mouth. It's like I, there's a lot of little tricks I do if if I'm coming up to a bee I probably will like you know I'll scratch my eye or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're technically amazing I don't think I would ever have the patience to do it but how, is that a constant is that constant practice or did you just kind of get there and then, because I've noticed even when sometimes when you yourself, you don't even move your lips when you talk, when you're on the Russell Howard show, you're kind of going to get, as you're going to get someone out of the audience, you're talking and you're not moving your lips and it's you.
1: It's so, you've so you've got yes, so good it's at lazy. it. That you well, it's <laughs> no, like you're so an good extra at effort to use the lips when you don't need to. It's <laughs> yeah. like extra muscle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I've done a little of it in my sleep apparently, and I do this in my sleep with, apparently my hand is going like a little ghost that's freaky isn't it um yeah i don't i don't keep up the practice that's for sure and i just hope that it doesn't leave me because when i get carried away like you you know i get carried away to stop thinking about the ventriloquism and i can come off stage going did i do the ventriloquism <laughs> But it's sort of, I mean, it's,
0: you know, it doesn't, I know you're talking to Adam Buxton about this and there's a fantastic, uh, Adam Buxton, uh, podcast with you that went out recently that uh, discusses a lot of this stuff, but, uh, it sort of doesn't. I'm, mean, I'm very much of, I mean, you said Ken Campbell thought it's more important to have the character than the technical ability. So as long as yeah. you've got the character, people know it's not real. Yeah. Though it's lovely when you forget for us, you know, I think the, the beauty of it is it, it, people do home in on the puppets and start looking at the puppet yeah. and believe it's talking, even if you're, uh, you know, as technically inept as I am. So it's... Um...
1: Totally, but all the the ones from Sesame Street and stuff, when they go out with their puppets and they meet the kids and stuff, no one even cares the other person's there. They're not <laughs> bothering with the ventriloquism. And when I saw that happening, I thought, wow, I'm really, really doing a lot more work than I need to do. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you look at that's why I look back at a lot of those, especially the seventies ones. I mean, Rod Hull, Emu didn't even speak. Emu was yeah. absolute. I mean, absolutely the laziest thing in the world. Yeah, He's just grabbing at people in an inappropriate way. Yeah, uh, with his hands. I know, <laughs> and, that's, and that's an act. Basil Brush. He's down behind the, the desk. The guy doing it. All the rainbow guys. They're in a suit, or they're behind the desk doing it. Most of them don't even do it. So you know, it's yeah. it, it is it's it's wonderful. It is really enjoyable to see someone do it brilliantly. Um, my dad said that both his dad and his granddad, who made the puppet, would do it and just not bother trying not to move their mouths. And my dad is pleased that someone's doing it and that me, yeah. at least making an attempt to do it properly. Yeah, for <laughs> but, me, it's uh,
1: not the main thing. And Edgar Bergen, he was a, there was a big big one in the. 40s and 50s, I think, and he did sketches with Marilyn Monroe and W.C. Fields and all kinds of people. He was awful. I mean, he was awful. His puppets were nice and they had a nice, like, they had a wistful kind of intelligent kind of relationship but their mouth control was all over the place, but no one really minded. And then he went did very well on the radio. So Yes,
0: there's been a few <laughs> radio ventriloquists, which is good. Yeah. My, my, my act goes out as an pod- audio podcast but you can watch it as well if you want
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: um and and so you, uh, you've got a lot of i mean you, you inherited all of ken campbell's the, the, this whole thing i think we talked about it in the edinburgh fringe podcast but i'm not sure but people won't listens. know
1: yeah no. well, so you in, you
0: you worked with ken campbell who is absolutely one of my heroes and i used to go and see his shows and now realized that I'm now the same age as he was in the shows that I was
1: shopping <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> terrifyingly uh, but i mean he looked a bit older than he was i think but uh, um but yeah he's an absolute comedy <laughs> genius and you work with him a lot and I did. Uh, got close to him and then uh, and then when he died he left you all of his his mannequins
1: yeah he left me every single mannequin so how mannequin. many you, how many have you got um they were really ratty his puppets I mean some of them were nice but he lived with a parrot who had the run of the house of shit all over them and they were and the dogs dog hair and I was pulling them out thinking well this isn't even a puppet is it it looks like an old sort of cloth frozen with some gross milk substance (laughs) and then no there is a little oh it's a puppet so there were lots that were kind of gross but then some of them were fantastic and there was this Puppet, which was actually supposed to be like an old man, but he had used. Um, oh man, I've forgotten her name. Who was that brilliant writer that wrote kind of repetitive poetry, G- Gertrude Stein? Oh yes, yes. he had her. He was using it as Gertrude Stein. But I, when when I put my hand in her, she she came out as my grandma. She was so like my grand my dead grandma, and so that was like a quite a, an impressive. I don't know how many there are. There must be like twelve left and i lent a lot of them out to people who were starting and that kind of thing some of them you sort of feel like they they oughtn't to be sitting in a cupboard really it's nice if somebody wants to use them
0: yeah and i think that's interesting again i'm interested in from that my very old dummy that's been used by uh, three generations of my family over four generations um that obviously you're doing something you're picking it up exactly as you say you're doing something actually a different character comes out with the with the different <laughs> ventriloquists. Uh, my great granddad yeah. would not be happy about what I'm doing with his dummy, though he might be happy that it's still, I mean, if he could get his head around what's happening, he might be happy that it's still
1: going. That he's in use. But is yeah. the puppet happy with this role?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, the puppet seems happy to be much more sweary and unpleasant than he would have been yes. when he was being used well, by a metaphor. he moves with the
1: times. Yeah. <laughs> he does. It does. But that's, you
0: know, but that's sort of, because in your a wonderful film, uh, her master's voice, which, uh, again, I think we talked about last time, but is well worth seeking out if you haven't seen it. But you go to the vent uh, heaven or whatever it's called. The, the, the vent the haven, place where all the, yeah. Vent haven, yeah, where yeah. all the ventriloquist dummies whose who's <laughs> ventriloquists have died, yeah. uh, they, they bequeath their, which is and a terrifying... Sit, like,
1: would they sit just staring at the ceiling and they have yeah. little pictures on their laps that have their heyday you know them like uh, in, in, with an audience all laughing and then they are like this it's so it's so eerie in there and moving as well
0: yeah
1: some of them have some survived a shipwreck but the ventriloquist went down and one was carved of wo- from wood in a concentration camp and oh and goodness. through ha- having been entertaining saved that the ventriloquist life you know wow wow um so there's it's quite an amazing museum yeah um it is
0: but you're sort of aware that's the other thing when you're working with them they will you know they will they'll move on when the time comes when you're not any longer there
1: yeah they, they will uh, move on
0: They'll live another life. It seems sad to me that those dummies are put in a in a room and, I mean, and terrifying because they definitely come to life uh, at night. But it seems sad that they're not being, that they're, they're not passed down to someone else to use. I suppose they're not, they can't exist forever. They
1: can't really. And I think, I mean, the the thing that spoils the, the poetry of the thing is that a lot of them have doubles uh, that continue, you know. Yes. So I did donate granny. To that museum on behalf of Ken, what well, Gertrude Gertrude Stein was her name, uh, yeah. I donated her, but I, you know, I had a, I went and ordered a duplicate. <laughs> yes. So I could keep because you've him. got
0: with uh, Monk. You've got. Have you still got? You. The, it's it's a toy that's no longer available, right? Or it was. A yeah, black, it's mass just mass a toy. To... It's a
1: bespoke toy. I'm not. Don't worry, I won't do him for long. But I did uh, right here. I wasn't yeah, really I... gonna do. I'm not actually gonna do him. But see. Oh, it's not him. Never mind. <laughs> it's not the one I thought. Oh, really? um, that was a shit occurrence. Okay, yes. He's there, you know, if we want him. But he they crack here. Right. Like those horror films. And yeah. um, so you need to have new ones after a time. And Let's- so have you got enough
0: to keep... Because I, I heard on a podcast you said you got enough for 20 years, but that podcast was about eight years ago. So have you, have you got enough for 12 years or have you managed to locate some more?
1: Well, ones that I like, because the different factory lines, they're just a little bit, some of them look cute too much, and I like him looking a little bit fed up. So, yeah, I've got, I probably have, I've got, I mean, the way things are going now, there's no gigging, you know, (laughs) bagging myself an extra year on the end.
0: Yes, that's true. Have you coped with this? I mean, there's no way you can, I mean, you could do what I'm doing. Uh, and do it on do it online, but it's yeah. but yeah, because yours has become such an interactive show.
1: I do monkey now. Obviously, I can't do the masks, but I've been doing yeah. Me and monkey have had some some nice Zoom gigs. When you've got a front row to work with, that's nice, and you just yeah. chat. And I found that when you're doing material, I mean, I stopped through that away pretty quick because that just looks lonely and weird, and you're forcing people into. Watching you do an act, I don't know. Was, I found it a bit weird, yeah. and I found that like the chatting and the live stuff was that's how to that's how I do a better Zoom gig. Right,
0: it's because I try. I made a decision in lockdown to not re, not to throw away all my stand up I'd done so far and start again. Yeah. So I've done two live. I've done two gigs with an uh, on stage with an audience, but I've taken the, I've taken Ali with me both on the the old dummy uh, right. and tried to do it, but I haven't it's sort of petered out pretty quickly because without, I'd not. Have, with, I thought I won't do an act, but I, but I also, I have the confidence online to just blather on. But on stage, I kind of clammed up and thought, oh no, okay, all right, I'll do two minutes and then I'll put them away again. <laughs> so I haven't quite got to. I haven't quite got to that. I haven't overcome that hurdle of going. Yeah, let's just roll with it and see if I can do this on on stage. Yeah. That I suppose. I guess when you do have an audience there, it's good because you can interact with them. But also, you know. The good thing about Twitch is I don't know if people are liking it or not. You know, so They I'm, don't I'm get living, to
1: thumbs down us. No,
0: I'm living in blissful ignorance. Yeah, that's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, funny. I mean, if you don't pose the question, I'm not sure this is goes on from what we were saying. If you don't ask the puppet the question like it's going to know the answer, if you don't <laughs> believe in it a bit and commit fully to the stupidity of what you're doing you have to commit to it say what do you think monkey (laughs) you won't get the answer you know if you're like doing it for yourself or something I don't think you'll get a freshness so you have to be a bit you have to be a little bit weird with it I think for it to become interesting yeah
0: yeah no I think I will persist but like the thing for me is that I'm so is so it's so fragile already. This <laughs> this puppet that I'm sort of I mean, there's no way back. I was saying this to you before, but there's if I break it or if I lose it yeah. or it gets stolen in a theatre, there's absolutely there's no other one of these that I can whip out. And even if you did, I mean, I sort of I'm quite interested in their perspective. I've got a carrot. I don't think I have him to hand. Um, who is uh, a phallic carrot who comes from a new story, but we've we've had him made now. Right. But oh, here he is. Uh, his uh, cocky carrot. Did oh. something he say cock? Uh, and he sort of just does double entendres. But then I keep on que- telling him that he's made out of resin and that his eyes can't see and stuff. And then he has this existential crisis as he tries to as he tries to work out <laughs> how he's able to how he believes he can see and think.
1: Oh, and I'm telling Good him he for
0: can't. him. Yeah. Um, and he's he's and he used to be a real carrot, but then he kept on rotting. Uh, so the, he's about the fourth one because I used to do it with real carrots that I just stuck eyes to. And then I finally had this one made and he's confused because he thinks he's, I'm the real carrot. He's a real
1: carrot.
0: Yeah. So, um, but it's I great, Richard, like... that you do it with ones that don't have moving mouths. I know. Well, he's got, he just moves around like that. Well, I've got a wasp. I do have a wasp. I mean, it's that was dead on the desk. So it's, I don't know if it's brave, Nina, it's just <laughs> not, it's not very good. It,
1: it's uh, very serious. You're not taking it so seriously. The man asked me, the
0: man who made it, Richard Dyson, who's brilliant, um, who made that Prince Andrew, I showed you as well. He, he said, do you want me to put a mouth on it? And I said, no, I don't think it should. Because carrots don't have mouths. Um, that that'd be no. great, But eyes, googly eyes, he would have eyes. Um, yeah no,
1: I like it. I mean I think that's i I like it. I find it funny something that just wiggles to <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: well but do you, um you might you might not be old enough to remember Michael Bentin, but Michael Bentin did Michael Bentin's potty time, which a lot of it was just like bits of sand for they were like tiny people in a sand pit, and they were so tiny you could see them but fl- sand would fly up when I can't remember that much about it. I used to love it when I was about three or four, but I think it predate. Will predate your childhood, even I so. I didn't uh, see
1: it, but uh, no, I don't, I don't but it, but you know, really it was it was
0: more much. again. It's more about the you know creating some madness, but uh, but I think that's I love all I love all the you know it's about the madness of the of the person doing it and the person and the characters he's, he or she is creating. Uh, that I mean, I think that's where you've always you know you've taken it to another level. I think in terms of. What what was happening with ventriloquism before you came along?
1: What I had to do in the end was because Monkey was saying what I really thought, and I was like this fake addendum, or not adjunct to the real thing. And I got I thought I don't need this bit. It's like she could be removed from the act, and then I. I had a full size monkey costume made and I went in the monkey and did stand-up and for me I was like, we've trimmed the fat off this act now. And the first time I went out, I did a, an hour of improvised stand-up in this monkey suit, apart from the oxygen being really a problem. I found it so liberating and I felt like fuck I can do stand-up. I didn't, you know, I just I needed to know for me that I could do that. Um and then after that people started to get cross and i did a gig at the other belly and i there were so many complaints that were asking is is nina okay she never came out the suit is this what was this like some kind of sick joke was it even her what was it was so it was so funny it was so upsetting because i was like thinking yes this is pure this is and everyone wanted nina back i said, why do you want her back she wasn't like doing bringing anything
0: <laughs> um, oh it's, it's not true you but uh and and now the the act that i've that i've been watching you on online mainly doing this today uh you don't need any of the you don't need any of the dummies you know you you're creating your own that's even cheaper you're just creating dummies out of human beings yes and uh and God, making
1: characters them. up as you go along yeah i miss them i miss uh, uh, the I really do. I miss that thing of being able to play with the audience and having like a night that's special to all of you. That it was only that one show, that one night, and everybody kind of loves each other by the end. It's such yeah. a nice thing. But uh, yeah, one day
0: well, it, it'll be back. It it'll will be, be back. back. But yeah. I think it's interesting that people do. People people worry. I mean, I'm really playing with that, that that though. The idea that I might be having a mental breakdown, and I'm not entirely sure I'm not. I don't mm. think I am, but of course I wouldn't if I was. But do people, <laughs> do you find
1: people are worried
0: about your mental health when they watch you or do they? They uh, do. do. They just, They're
1: definitely, I yeah. think people do often ask, are you okay? And I think, yes, of course I am. It's an act. I'm doing this for money and I've created this. It's by design. And then it's funny because I have a therapist, I've been in therapy for three years, and, I talk, and I'm not as well as I think I am <laughs> really I mean and it's quite funny because often my therapist will say well what would monkey say and I go fuck do you know what I'm lying I I'm lying to you I I'm even lying to me I didn't know I didn't even know I was lying about this to myself until you asked me what would monkey say and it's, it's
0: interesting but I think that's but you do you get that with it because it's it's the voice I mean, I think stand up plays this role as well to an extent. Like a stand up comedian will tell a story that reflects badly on them, and people will go, Oh, phew, that's happened to someone else. You know, it's not just yeah, me. Yeah. That all of us are keeping up this pretense, and all of us have thoughts that are awful <laughs> or, yes. are just, or that we don't want to share with other people, uh, or that are, uh, you know, or, or that are pornographic or that are, uh, you know, or whatever. There's yes. ra- racist or what, what, you know, the unpleasant things you can think. Um, but but, if but they those come out thoughts by- can
1: occur, but they don't mean that they're your thoughts that you stand right. by. The brain just like dr- drumming up stuff of all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, yeah. But it, but it, to hear someone voice it or to have a thing voicing it, and the voice that will, uh, you know, monk off- often just points up your hypocrisy or tells the truth about t- says something that you yourself wouldn't reveal about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It will reveal for you, uh, and I think that's it. It's it's. I know when you started out that, uh, Dan, uh, that Daniel Kitson was sort of rude to you or thought it was a, uh, it was cheat. I think a lot of stand-ups feel that 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 having a prop of any kind is somehow cheating or not the real deal, right? But I just yeah. think what you're doing is. So another level to most stand-up comedians. Any stand-up comedian is giving you a hard time. Oh, is a fucking, is, I'll well, never get from, that
1: chip off my shoulder, though. They're, I but they're never a fucking idiot.
0: But it doesn't matter about them because what you're, you know, because you're doing an act that is philosophical, psychological therapy, you know, but also is very entertaining as well. I think that's the that's the important thing, and I don't think it matters. I think sometimes comedians can feel like oh, being entertaining is somehow. You know, not right it's, you know it's cheap, <laughs> but it's not cheap. It's I. What I really love about the is this, this a real man I just think it's magic when you watch the people who've become the the puppets and their and their their decisions on what what they're going to help you with, and sometimes they're really keen to help you, and sometimes they're reluctant. But then suddenly. They'll pop up and they're doing things a little bit before you need to do them. Yeah, and, yeah. I
1: find, it, I find them adorable in there yeah. because they're like, they're a sort of an underdog, but they also have the power and, the, you know, it's confusing. They didn't ask to be there. And there's like perfect clowns as soon as they've got, and they're but like, because be for- they're not really themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's it So it's like you wearing the monkey suit. Yeah. They feel they, they can enjoy being a stand-up comedian. They can enjoy getting the laughs, and they're getting real genuine laughs. They're, they're it, And it's just from – you couldn't – you know, if you wrote it down, it wouldn't make any sense. If you said – if you went into a TV company and said, this is going to be funny, I'm going to put this mask on a woman and she's going to be a theology student, and believe me, it's going to be great because she'll just – she'll pretend to be a kangaroo or something, and it'll be great. You won't believe it. But if you explained it, it wouldn't be funny. But to watch it, the the – Subtlety of it is so great, and the and just the human truth of it, I think, is amazing. But but it's it's a it's it's really interesting the, the stuff you've done around it as well, and the the shows that you've created, uh, and the sort of the, you, you're doing a new you're doing a new podcast which we should talk about.
1: Yes, I'm doing a podcast which isn't ventriloquism, and I'm no. working with uh, Shanoa Allen from the Pajama Men. Brilliant, and uh, we did these characters called Richard and Greta. And when you start doing a character, (laughs) you know you found something when you can't stop you know, you can't stop the character. And it just keeps coming back. You can't put down the accent. Um, but, uh yeah, that's really exciting. That's the first thing I've kind of created that isn't ventriloquism in a long time. And it doesn't feel that different because, again, it's a vehicle of a character that can say things that I can't say. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, very excited about that. That's going to be out hopefully same time uh, this right. goes out when it goes out.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll look out for that. But you were an actor to begin with, so and you are you still do act every did now you? and again. But it's—did do, do you miss acting, or did you think this was the? Because it's such—you would never have predicted when you, you know, when you were when Ken gave you these this um, puppet and said, "Get on with this and have a go at this." You wouldn't have predicted you'd still be there in you know fifteen years time or whatever. No, that's. I just <laughs> but, thrown it across the room. And <laughs> go,
1: what going to do this for the summer or yeah. to
0: have made a career you know to, it's your actual it's your proper career you know it's 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 insane I in know. a lot of
1: ways i but still it's amazing. feel like a, a customs in, in america when you used to be able to go there and they'd say what do you do and i would say oh god i I'd say i'm ventriloquist <laughs> and it sounds so weird coming out of my mouth i think am i really that was a weird life choice and then one time twice actually some they've said um do some I'm like, oh my god! Are you not gonna let me in the country if I don't do some. I'm like, oh, I can't. It's not. Good. I haven't got my puppet. And they're like, oh, show me a bit. And I think, shit, I better. They're wearing a uniform, so I go hello, and they look at me like that. You know, you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they must be uh, in customs. They must be more interested because they, you know, they spend a lot of time putting their hands up people's asses anyway. So it's they the next. It. It's the next step in it. They're just going. If only I could just do a voice while I was doing this.
1: <laughs> oh, Oh my god! Oh, that's human peppertrine. No, I would never want to think about it.
0: That's you, That's when you that's sweat back when COVID's over. That's not a COVID. You can't do that during COVID. That act. no, but as but soon after as it's COVID's over, over right, right up there, in up to the mouth.
1: <laughs> oh my god! And then look at their face and see what you think <laughs> they'd say. <laughs>
0: What are you do? you've gone insane? What? <laughs> She's killing me! She's killing me! Uh, <laughs> God, I can't wait! Oh dear! And let's let's talk about some stuff that isn't. I just want to talk to you about ventriloquism, and it's my show. Uh, that, that's what's great. Uh, next week, I've got Dr. Sophie Hay on, who's an expert on Pompeii. Just because I like Pompeii, and I'm going to talk about Pompeii for a whole whole week. a whole, a whole hour week. It's great. <laughs> Whole week I've got, I probably would do it for a week. I can do ventriloquism for a week. I would talk you you did uh, philosophy you got a first in philosophy at the University of East Anglia.
1: I did, yeah. That's,
0: That's a... you got a first though, so do you know what the meaning of life is? No. They, how, they can't give you a first if you don't I know. I guess the... with
1: philosophy, I guess it's not that different from ventriloquism, because you're <laughs> posing it's question and answer, isn't it? It's like upping the Trying to get to the truth by, uh, I should stop doing gestures because I forget that this is not always going to be with picture. Um, But yeah, I think I went, I then got honored by the university that I went to and they were trying to link in the speech ventriloquism to philosophy. And I think he did quite a good job because it was to do with ecstasis or ecstasy, which is like a throwing out of the idea. Uh, that's what ecstasy is, and I guess okay. that's what monkey is. It you you throw out an idea and then you argue it, and so it's not that. Yeah, it turns out there was a similarity. I was, used to make a joke like once I was a philosophy student, and now I'm a ventriloquist. Like it was a disaster, but <laughs> I guess it's sort of like a direct route. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the same. It's the same thing. I think, but you've got a very like a lot of people who who into philosophy are quite serious and, you know, and worn down by life. Yeah. And that doesn't seem to have happened to you. You seem to be very positive about life.
1: Oh, God, I am, I think. I mean, this is a hard time, obviously. Uh, no, I don't even want to spend too long on where we are in the world right now, but it is grim and it's very easy to get sad. But there's like there this mantra of, you know, you'll be all right. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. You know, we have to. Yeah um it's just too much too much bleak otherwise and you when you see I it's funny the things that make me cry are just like these little uh, efforts of um someone singing or something right now can really get me actually I've forgotten what it was that made me cry there was something I saw and it made me cry it was a gig or well, what was it even? I haven't done enough gigs and I can't remember. Sorry, that's a really bad story. Okay. But I found myself sort of crying at somebody making a joke or singing a song or something because I just thought, oh, it's nice. Oh, sorry, this is real wank. <laughs> can, we, can we forget we can't that upset. I we're gonna we, I'm going to go on for yeah, longer. No, no, There's it's no we're
0: taking it up. Yeah, 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 But no. I think it's not, you know, I think that positivity, That's. I think we ha- you have to stay positive through life is so weird and surreal and I think you either get I think the people who take I think I feel like you take it life as you know not not seriously but that you you see the comedy in life I and, mean you uh, t-
1: I definitely try to there's something yeah. like if your kids aren't happy or there's something like that's very real and close to you and painful it's really hard then and when I'm writing my autobiography that like the sad bits you know I find themselves moaning but if you can't like get Beyond and look back at it with some sort of joke. I mean, that's the that's the striving. I think you've got to keep yeah. doing that. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm no. I, I don't think I'm like really cheery. Like my mother. My mother's so cheery. She will not let in anything sad, and it enrages me. I can't stand her cheerfulness. But it's it's something that I also love about her. You know and. It, one day when she's not here anymore i'll just think about her sunny nature and weep and think why was i such a bitch to her
0: <laughs> on richard herring's podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know. i just sort of think you know i i'm start i've been reading someone has offered me a, a guest uh, who's a kind of uh, a astrophysicist who i might get on but i might not but i've been reading his book uh he thinks that uh, that, that asteroid that went through the Solar system a few years ago might have been some alien artifact, right? So it's sort of a slightly, but he's quite a serious guy. But right. but I think I'm I, I know the universe is like really big, and I know the lot that logic tells us there should be intelligent life somewhere else. I think we're I think this is an accident, and I think there's only there's only one planet where this has happened. And only to one this I think there's only one of me. Even if the universe is infinite, I don't think there's intelligent life anywhere else. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I think that's a bit of a downer. I prefer to suppose there is, but, uh, you know, I've got be no anyways. grounds for it, but it is big. I know, but
0: just the chances of that's
1: what... The, I mean, when not you that intelligent, of, maybe.
0: The chances <laughs> of being alive, the chances of being, you know, the, the way that humanity understands so much about the universe and can do so many things, it's so dependent on so many accidents. Yes, through, and yeah, you know, and the, the dinosaurs were here for hundreds of millions of years, and could easily have stayed here for hundreds of millions of years or more. We wouldn't be here. But all these accidents that have led to us getting to this point, having hands and things—no, you know, the, all these things that that haven't happened to other animals, even if they were intelligent enough, they wouldn't be able to manipulate the world in the way we can. I'm, I don't think I don't think there's anything else out there. I think it's just us.
1: Well, I mean, you probably should ask the astrophysicist this question, no, not the ventriloquist. He hasn't got a first I... in philosophy. We're wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's depressing to think it, but it's a, I think, but I, wrong. Still
1: think it's, I mean, Ken Campbell, when I He thinks said that what, there definitely has to be. He thinks there has to I be. I think he's wrong. Well, I mean, I also think you can't stop looking and you can never prove otherwise, so you have to suppose it's possible but on some level, probably. I don't know. Ken Campbell, when I said, "What are you? what's your take on life after death? He just said, I'm all for it. And I thought that was like <laughs> about right. You know, never mind whether it's true. I was... bore me with whether i think it's true or not i'm all for it yeah
0: yeah but it's okay uh
1: i'm all for their being so yeah
0: i've no i'd like there to be i'd like there to be i just i'd love it if there were aliens but i just sort of think there might it might just be with this you know not even billion hundred trillion million billion 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 to one chance and that, to me, takes the pressure off a little bit. I don't think it, you know, we're the, we're, that it's an accident. It
1: doesn't put the pressure I think on if we're the only intelligent No, pro- off.
0: Because, like, it doesn't matter. There's we're not meant it. to be here. It's an accident. But life is, people take life too seriously. We, and even if, even given we're here, we shouldn't, you and me shouldn't be here. The chances of you, Nina Conti, existing
1: no, definitely. are
0: infinitesimally small.
1: Yes, very um, small, very, much. very lucky. We're on a knife edge, really. Yeah. But the thing yeah. of that lying on your back and looking at the stars, that kind of, you know being stoned and looking at stars on a summer night and thinking how big it is and what's out there you know I don't ever want that to be taken away that's the best bit of life when you get those little openings where you think ah it's big oh, oh, oh what? It, you know those bits that's the stuff I live for I think is is the it's moment. it's still big
0: there's no it's definitely big that's there's no question of it being big but yeah. I don't even if there is anything out there I think I saw something, there was a tweet from the Voyager spacecraft, which has been flying out of the solar system for quite a long time now, 30, 40 years or something like that. It's been going. It's 17, something like 17 light hours away from Earth. Just pathetic.
1: Yes. It's been going know, for so it's long. very very big. it's very even It's not even one than... light day away. I don't think it's anywhere pathetic. near, but you, how can you stop looking at the other bits that are way outside the bits we're talking about?
0: You can look, but you can't touch. That's my that's my mantra. Yeah,
1: you can't put your hand in it.
0: You can't. You're not allowed to put a face on it and try and make it talk. That's all you're interested in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: dear. Mm. Um. What <laughs> did you ever, Like, there's a few things that came came up, and I know some of these were for um for programs and and documentaries you're working on. Uh, did you ever – you were threatening to learn to do Mongolian throat singing. Is that something you have, have taken up or has that not happened yet?
1: It happened a bit when I was giving birth. That's when that came good. <laughs> um, but it was – that was another thing that Ken goaded me into and sent me off to learn um, tooth and throat singing without telling me what it was. You know, I didn't even really know what – I was, just turned up some bloke's house in Forest Hill. He had loads of teeth. It seemed to have more rows. And when he took me, there was all, like, fag butts and stuff in this house. And uh, then he sort of started this singing that had two notes in it. And I th- I was really freaked out. And I thought, this must be something to do with all those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he, yeah, so he taught me. And then, I, yeah, I, I gave it a go for a while. I'm not very good at it. No. Is... <laughs> that <kind of> thing. <laughs> so you
0: can harmonize with yourself is that yeah, that... yeah
1: you harmonize yeah
0: well that would be that would be useful to be able to do that though right? well it's
1: good for pushing a baby out it controls the breathing gives you something else to f- focus on yeah okay. I, I um were you
0: tempted while you were giving birth to, to ventriloquize the the baby as it was coming out
1: no, I didn't. No, so no. you're not
0: not that committed, do you you? Not so committed. No, not that committed. That's no. what I if I could have a baby that's what I would do. I'd For straight away. Straight straight out and go,
1: Oh, hello. This is my voice. Oh. <laughs>
0: um that's what I would do. But, are uh, you I relaxing could...
1: your face when you do the as uh, the voice?
0: Oh am I relaxing? Let me have a look.
1: Hello, it's me, I'm the daddy. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. good. Yeah, yeah. I can do
0: it and like when I don't think about it it's almost better but with I'm, I'm good with the as I said the Prince Andrew one's the easiest because he sort of mumbles when I'm with Ali I kind of right. do get swept away with it and so I am reacting to what he's saying much more weirdly so that's the one I'm sort of most comfortable yeah,
1: get talking with
0: I'm, I get annoyed by him and then I'm deli- I, I sort of wind him up and pretend I understand what he's saying and then he gets annoyed with me so yeah
1: because
0: he knows I do know uh, and Giggle, Doctor, this was for a, a clowning documentary. So Yes. You- I
1: studied how to do clowning. I actually like clowning a lot. It doesn't have anything to do with circus clowns and creepy clowns. like theater clowning's like something about not faking what's funny and tr- like being just you as stupid as you naturally are. Um, it can be funny if you get it right. And it's just really such a holy grail. People become obsessed and go on these courses, almost like a cult. They can't go, can't get enough of it. I was very interested in it because the people who do it well are so funny. But um, I I was very impressed by a, a film I saw about a clown who worked in a hospital in Denmark. And uh, he really, like, he really lifted the kids' spirits and they would forget that we're sick for a bit. And so I had this calling at the time to try and do this. I was so bad at it. I just upset sick children and I had to excuse myself. (laughs) It was hard because I had a camera crew with me, you know, and there I was going off into the hospitals to help the children, making a film about it. I mean, the ego, it needed a big slap down. And uh, that really happened when one kid cried and I thought, this is awful. Get out. (laughs)
0: But maybe that's good for, like, kids who are really sick because it goes, well, you know, that you're going to die, but at least you won't have to watch this anymore. So that's, that's the... <laughs> yeah. that, that, you could go to those kids and they, the kids have a chance to survive and you could get a proper one.
1: But dressed all weird <laughs> and I'd let like, go and try and pretend I was taking an interest in the water cooler or something, you know. You have to let the kid invite you in, you know, so you just creep around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. Um, but then well, it's the ones- Patch
0: Adams as well. There's a very He's poor good, film. But- patch. I mean, oh yeah, oh, but
1: the fine. real Patch Adams is pretty wonderful. Does a TED yeah, yeah. talk pretty good. And as uh, when the the ones who are good at it, the giggle doctors are good at it, are transformative. So like a drop all kind of humour to get that in there. It is worth donating because the when the good ones are so good.
0: Sure, yeah. but you're not one of the good ones. So there's something. I wasn't. Something I was must know. have
1: been bringing my ego. You know how they say with animals, they can tell if you're pure of heart, <laughs> uh, like chimpanzees. They don't like assholes. They like nice people, and they can tell. And I think I, I think the kids were they could tell it was pure of heart. <laughs> that clown with the documentary crew. We don't. I want think her I here. think what it
0: is is kids are able to. Kids are very good at sniffing out. Desperation. I'm too desperate with my kids. I want them to really think I'm funny and make them laugh. Yeah. And my daughter especially is not having any of it. So when, I, when I'm not trying too hard, she'll find me funny. But if I'm trying, she can – she just – maybe she's just a little bit cooler than I am, but she she's like – you know, she's the high-status one in our relationship already, my yes. six-year-old, my five- to six-year-old daughter. Um, so, uh, you know, I think they can – I think they know when they're being – they're just good at, at sensing when they when something isn't quite right. I, I mean, you and can't
1: laugh at need, really, no. can you? No, it's like, it's too it's uh, too painful. Yeah, but I, so. yeah, so that's when when a gig's not going well, it gets worse, is because the need. No <laughs> one wants it. But the whole thing's a
0: need, you know. That's it. It's it's again, it's the pretense, because the whole thing is obviously need. You know, the, any comedian, however cool. Needs the audience to laugh at them and needs the audience to at least engage with the act in some way.
1: I guess need can uh, be funny, but, you know, in a relationship when somebody's going, getting their relationship's gone on the fritz and they call you up and go, but maybe they the, didn't take a scene because of this, or maybe, and you think, God, your need is going to make it fly. Oh, we have to control this need because it's so unattractive. Um, I guess it's exactly the same with an audience. Need, you know. But then need, actually, if you are truly needy, it can. I guess it's funny. If you really I think it can work, it.
0: but yeah, I think on stage maybe. In real life, and in real it's, life, uh, it's no. I was a very, I was very needy. I was thinking about this, my like my early girlfriends. I was so so intensely needy, oh, and yeah. they and it never worked. You know, and I was just and everything. It was so I was so serious about. I just you know eighteen nineteen twenty. I just wish I could have been a frivolous and. Not cared about it because it would have they would have all it would have all worked out. But yes. Because I was like, this is so important, and I love you, and it's it's so important that we're <laughs> together. And then oh, we're not together. Oh, that lasted three days. Yeah. Okay, I'll move on to the next.
1: Yeah, yeah. Heartbreak. Yeah. I know. Oh, dear. Mm, it's tough. I don't know how you. Uh... I advise people, kids, no, that, at those, well, you know. Yeah, then they've got the, to
0: live a life. They've got to live for 50 years and then go, oh, okay, I know how i do it now. I
1: know, but you that's don't want to be playing hard to get to be the way of life. That's awful, isn't it?
0: Anyway. Oh, look, um, we're. let me just see if there's anything else I really need to talk to you about. Look, I put in no, that audience's puppets. I wrote in my notes, fucking magic I wrote. Oh, that's lovely. Nina, Thank you very a, much.
1: I'm very glad magic. it. was out
0: People should... Check it out online for the moment, and they must go and see. you. Were you touring when the pandemic hit, or were you were you not on stage at that time? Or you?
1: I was about to go on tour wow. to Australia. Yeah, I was about oh. a week away from the flight. Yeah, and then there was going to be a dating show as well. In um, I was going to do. I was doing a dating show with masks, like a Cilla right. black with masks. But I may still do that in Edinburgh. Oh, it will come
0: It'll come back, it'll come back.
1: Yeah, and then I also Painting had another show back. with, um, with Shanoa where we, we were Shanoa and the Buffalo. So I'm a full-dressed buffalo now, and he's he, he's a human. So I became the puppet in a different act from my own. Yes. So there's lots
0: going on, and we will be back. I don't, God knows what it's sort of, that this feels... Just where we are, where we're recording this at the beginning of January, it does feel like it's stretching out ahead of us a little bit in terms of getting back into theaters, which will be the last. I I always knew would be the last thing.
1: I feel like we're in a submarine and it keeps going lower, and you're asking, "Can we go up?" And no, it keeps descending. It's claustrophobic
0: but i think you know in a way in a sense i mean i try and take the positives out of it as much as possible i'm mm-hmm. not don't think i'm as positive as your mum but i am quite a positive person and there's lots of good things but i think we it, it, that little not little that huge fire <laughs> through our lives will make us when we get to the other side i think appreciate what we've got and it's going to i think there will be i think the year, the first year of being back in the theater uh is going to be extra magic that is my prediction it's gonna be extra extra
1: magic and the last gig i did was in brighton dome and there were it it was just barren to look at because it's such such a gorgeous venue when it's all packed up and then there were just like a a skeleton smattering all wearing masks not my masks, you know like the covid (laughs) masks and i thought this is frightening it's frightening to look at visually it's barren but um They were so friendly, doubly friendly to make up for it, you know, from behind the masks that I don't know those little signs of life are very, it's very enchanting, (laughs) you know, the ways we're trying to reach out. Yeah, Yeah,
0: well, it's you know, you keep doing what you're doing, Nina. I think the other thing I thought as I was researching you is like when I started doing these podcasts like nine, eight, nine years ago, I was kind of, there was, uh, my attitude was, you know, why is everyone else doing so well? And, you know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm doing as well as I should be doing. And then having talked to loads of, and watched loads of other people's acts properly, you go, oh, the reason is because everyone else is really good. <laughs> it's much better than I am. That's why it's because they're much better. And now I'm much more comfortable with that. But what That's it's sort of true. so interesting to see, you know, there's so many people, so many comedians doing their own thing and working, you know, that it's very hard to, Keep on top of it all is a, as a other comedian or as a puncher, I think. And you look at and when you look at someone like you and you've taken what you've done and you've run with it and been so creative with it, it's just astonishing. And I just, I just doubly want to say it, just for all the standups who have been sniffy to you because <laughs> what you're doing. And I've just, i have just know after I'm repeating myself, but what you're doing is sort of so way beyond what most people are doing uh, with their comedy that uh, do keep doing it, and oh, uh, it, and uh, we will be back. Is there one piece of ventriloquist advice you can give me as a fairly novice ventriloquist that you think will make me a a better ventriloquist? Is there one secret you learned early on that that Um, was a stepping stone?
1: Well, the the one I'd probably be interested, but you may already have done it. Turn off the camera, turn off the recording devices and put away the notepad and just you and the puppet alone have a conversation for its own sake. (laughs) <laughs> and see how far you go. Uh, okay. Go deep, you know. I, mean, um, I haven't
0: really done that yet. I've, I've I occasionally rehearse if I'm doing a song. I sometimes rehearse it with them, but uh, yeah. But that's that's about
1: as far as it goes. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because it, there's something horribly intimate about talking to the puppet when there's no audience at all. I mean, you really find the true nature of your. Desperation and loneliness, of the, but also I don't know. You have to do it properly. I don't know. That's pure ventriloquism. I would say that. Is there anything else? Like on a technical note, keep your face relaxed, and uh, don't yeah, don't sweat the peas and the bees. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just say the, the replacement. I can letters, grow a no beard, which is
0: quite that. So this when I when I'm shaved, which I am sometimes at the moment, this yeah, so bit of scarf. skin wobbles around a bit. So if you've got a if you can snood. grow a beard, so a snood, yeah. I could put a snood on.
1: Yeah. Put a snood on and um grow the moustache longer. And Malcolm Hardy used to put a pl- paper bag over his head, didn't he, and do the worst yeah. ventriloquist in the world act. Yeah. Yeah. That's the shortcut.
0: I'll try that if all else fails. Uh, look, absolutely lovely to talk to you. Good luck with the new podcast. We will look out for that. Thank you. It's called uh, Richard and, and Greta.
1: Let me get that in there one more time. Richard and Greta, Richard we will look it out. And
0: if, if it's out by the time this is out, then we'll put a link on If not, Lovely. Uh, just Google that when, and it'll come up eventually, I am sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the fantastic Nina Conti. Thank, thank you very much. You. See you again next week. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Nina Conti. Thank you to Pest, who play this wonderful music. I'm indebted to my friend and producer, Chris Evans, not that one, who does so much to keep this going. Thank you very much, Christopher. Uh, I would also like to thank ACAST and Orange Mark, the British Comedy Guide, and everyone else who knows me. Uh, thank you also to Kathleen McKigan for some research and the excellent rohelastipper website this is a sky potato fuzz and go production hey why not head to go slash badges become a monthly badger and help us make even more content for you do check out my twitch channel twitch.tv slash rk herring for almost nightly fun if you think three out of seven nights is nightly which it is so fuck you See you later, bye. Mom?